We are so glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much in you and through you, and we would love to hear about it. Would you send us an email at shannon at hectorfirst.com to tell us your story? You can also go online and give to this ministry by going to hectorfirst.com and clicking the Give tab. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Transform, <clears throat> being transformed. It's hard. So this is the last part of the series. So I figured I'd better wear my 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 sweatshirt that Susan made me. It says, "Ye must be transformed." And I'm going to get there in just a moment. But uh, would you stand for the reading of the word this morning? Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. This is the fourth week, and so maybe you have it memorized by now. But I'm going to throw you a curveball today. I'm going to read it to you, to you out of the message translation. We know what it says. We know it says that uh, we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Don't conform to this world, but be what? Transformed by the renewing of our mind. Being transformed out of the message. Now, I, 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 don't, I, I go back and find this translation. If Sometimes you just need a, you need a slap in the face or a punch in the gut just to wake you up, right? Anybody else? Uncle Ricky? Aunt Pam does. He's pointing at Aunt Pam. Sometimes you just need to understand it in, in just everyday language. And so today I, I chose to read this to you out of, the, out of the message because it is a slap your face, punch in the gut, part of scripture it says this so here's what i want you to do god helping you take take your everyday ordinary life your sleeping your eating going to work and walking around life and place it before god as an offering embracing what god does for you is the best thing that you can do for him don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down it's to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Now, that's good stuff, isn't it? Did anybody get slapped in the face, punched in the gut? Huh? I skipped the sentence. Oh, yeah, you'll be changed from the inside out. Thank God for a godly woman. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It was in there. It was highlighted. Sorry, sorry. Now, pray after that. Thank you, Lord, for your word. May it come alive in us today and let us leave transformed in Jesus' name. Everybody look at the person beside you and say, thank you for sitting by me today. It was important. Thank you. It was a very important part of the scripture, and I just over, overlooked it, and I apologize for that. So over the last few weeks, we've, we've mentioned, I've mentioned some, some movie quotes or some famous quotes about people, and, and uh, one of my favorite quotes, and, and it's probably the one that's most quoted of all, is, is out of the movie, A Few Good Men, when Jack Nicholson is playing Colonel Jessup, and he says, the truth, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. That's a pretty good impression, wasn't it? The truth. Sometimes we can't handle the truth. We don't want to know the truth because we're afraid that it will mess up my timeline. It will mess up my life. It'll mess up things. Nobody wants things messed up. I mean, this morning I got up out of bed. I could have chose to get out of bed and just throw on my pajamas and just come to church with my hair all messed up. Yes, this is, I need a haircut. I'm getting a haircut this week. But, but I could have come to church and my hair, this is how it usually looks. Is it standing up? 
This is how it usually looks when I get up out of bed. And it's like, whoa, man, you need to put a cap on, take a shower, put a beanie on, something. You've got to do something with that hair. I transform. Right? This week, this week I watched Transformers, one of them. Just to kind of get my mind right in for, is it still, is it going around? Okay. Yeah, thanks. I transform every morning. You transform every morning. You, go, you, you, you transform. This morning, I got up. I got up. I went. I took a shower. Brushed my teeth. Everybody, everybody knows you need to brush your tooth before you go anywhere because if you don't, you're going to have that stanky breath. Here's a tic-tac. You know, that, that's a part of your transformation. This morning I got up, I took a shower, I brushed my tooth, I, I went, and I, I, I went to my closet. Now, I didn't make a mistake. I didn't go to Susan's closet because that would have been really weird. I went to my closet. I already had it in my mind. I'm going to wear this, 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 this sweatshirt because it's the last time I can wear it in, in, a, in, in the sermon series. I went to my closet. I, I, I picked out. I got my, I got my, I follow this guy on, on Instagram. It just cracks me up every day. He gets in front of his camera on his phone and he tells the world what he's going to dress, how he's going to dress. And I thought, man, this is, this is, this is so true. I do this. I just don't tell the world about it, right? You do it. You go. This is, this hoodie's from Target. I bought it at Target. Susan, these, these letters are by Susan. She put these letters on here for me. These pants are by Lulu Lemon. <laughs> these socks are from Stance. They're my Star Wars R2-D2, if you can't see them, R2-D2 and C-3PO Stance socks. My tennis shoes are Adidas Stan Smith that my kids bought me, but they're not just regular Stan Smiths. They're the Yoda edition. They have, they have Yoda on the back right there, and on one side it says, yeah, do or do not, there is no try. That's my transformation for this Sunday morning. Now, in your mind, you were thinking, well, I've got this on and this on, and i got this there and this. We transform. We change. If I would have came to church in my pajamas, my hair all messed up, you would not have stayed. You would have turned around and walked back out. Especially if we would have had a conversation if I didn't brush my teeth. Paul's talking about transforming. Transforming. I create a culture wherever I go. You create a culture wherever you go. Whatever room you go in, what you transform into when you walk in, that's what you bring into the culture in which you are in. Are you following me? Being transformed, it's so easy to go with the flow. It's so easy to say, well, this is what they're wearing today. This is what I'm going to wear. This is what they're saying today. This is what I'm going to say. This is what they're listening to today, so this is what I'm going to listen to. This is what they're reading today. This is what they're watching, so on, so forth. You get the point. We know that we can either go with the flow or go against it. Don't be of the world, but be transformed. Be different. Be different. God has called you to be different. They already think you're different. You have a fish on the back of your, on the back of your car, one of them little fish. You wear a, hood, a shirt that says you must be transformed. Nobody talks like that no more. Nobody says ye. Well, some people do. Christ transforms us as we trust him with our future. We can't no longer say that, well, this is just the way it's always been. This is the way it's got to be. No. 
If you want the world around you to be different, you've got to be transformed. If you want your family to be different, then you've got to be transformed. Transformed in the correct way. What Paul writes here, he says, be transformed by the renewing. Don't conform. Don't be like the world around you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, by getting in the Word of God. If you want your kids to be different, get in the Word. If you want your family to be different, get in the Word. If you want your job to be different, get in the Word. If you want everything in your life to be different, Man, y'all are, give yourself a hand this morning. Man, get in the Word. Get in the Word. Be transformed. Turn with me over one chapter, chapter chapter 13, verse 11. I'm going somewhere this morning, so hang on. Before we read that, let's recap. Let's recap. Let's talk about just for for the next few moments, let's let's look back at, at the last three weeks. Because if you weren't here, you missed it. You can go back and you can find it on Facebook, YouTube, our podcast. You can go back and find it all. It's right there. But week one, we talked about inside, outside, upside down, being different. The word transforms means metamorphosis. The Greek word is metam. I can't pronounce it, but it's metamorphosis. Something ugly like a caterpillar. Some of y'all think, oh, that's, the caterpillars are so cute. No, they're not. They're ugly and they're squishy. They transform into a beautiful butterfly. And the only person in the room that says butterflies are not of God is Pastor McKenzie. Inside, outside, upside down. God wants you to be different on the inside so it comes out on the outside so he can turn upside down the world. But there are things in our life, things in our world that are competing for our time. We know that. We touched on the Ten Commandments. Should I not have no other gods before me? There are things in this world that want to be the God of your life. Little G's. But the only big G is God the Father. We talked about the Sabbath, keeping it holy. I love that part. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. If it's holy, it's not yours. It's not yours. Week two, we talked about the movie uh, Gladiator and how Commodus, he walks out on the, in, the, in the arena when Robert, uh, Russell Crowe, he's playing Maximus. He walks out there and he's saying, he says, remove your helmet. Let me see your face. What's your name? And I can just see this is one of my favorite movies. I have a lot of favorites, right? He takes off his helmet, and as he's taking it off, he says the most famous quote of all. He says, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius, father of a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will get my vengeance in this life or the next. Truth, vengeance. Here's what we have to do to be able to truly be transformed is engage in the public, engage in the public, engage in the government, engage in the church, engage in the community, but we cannot forget where our true allegiance lies, and that is with Jesus Christ. Vengeance is not yours. Quit trying to take it out and fix it yourself. Quit trying to justify your stance, your view of the world and what's going on in it with Jesus and the Word. Quit trying to justify it. Quit trying to justify the way you believe with the Word and Jesus. Is the world more important to you or your relationship with Christ more important? Well, that's good preaching, Pastor. Keep going. Right? Are we more important with the things that are going on? Are we, are we focused on the things that are, uh, is it, 
Are things of the world more important to us than the things of God? Being transformed is not easy. It's not easy. If it was easy, right? If it was easy, everything would be whatever you say there. A bowl of ice cream and the ice cold Dr. Pepper. I don't know. It's not easy. Everything would be perfect. It's not. Last week we talked about love. Every woman has a romantic side. They want to know that they're loved. They want to know that they're special. They want to know that they're important. One of my favorite quotes in a movie. See, again, I told you one of my favorite ones. But it is in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. George Bailey says to Mary, what is it, Mary? Can't you just hear him say it? What is it, Mary? What do you want? You want the moon? I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Man, I'm thinking, why can't I come up with stuff like that? Last night, Susan surprised me, or a couple weeks ago, she surprised me with tickets to the Isaacs. So last night, we, were, we didn't get home till midnight, y'all. We didn't get home till midnight. Intermission wasn't until 9 o'clock. And Alma. And it was bluegrass gospel. Y'all know Susan was out of her, that was way out of her lane. Way out of her lane. But she did it for me. Because she loves me. And she went. Love. I felt pretty special. Because she thought of me enough to buy those tickets for us. Some of the funny quotes of friends. I think we'll be friends forever because we're too lazy to find new ones. You ever feel like that? We're going to be best friends forever because you already know too much. Right? Friends buy you food, but best friends eat your food. You know, there's all those things. And, you know, we talk about living, living in the knowledge of such love. That can be the most radical transformation in your life. If Christ is love, you need to show love. And the only way you're going to show love is through transformation. I'm getting there. Cannot be conformed to this world any longer. Man, I, I got a lot of notes, and it's 11.52. <sighs> I'm just now getting to the point that says, let's get to the good stuff. Man. Love makes everything possible. Love. Paul here, his appeal to love is followed by an appeal for hope. An appeal for hope. Let me just, let me just, let me just do this. While I was sitting here during worship, God just began to change everything. And I don't know why I even opened that, but talk about transformation and hope. My mind immediately went to 1 Samuel chapter 17 where David has been anointed king. And he goes, his dad, Jesse says, son, I need you to take this stuff to your brothers. They're at the battlefield. He's obedient. He's obedient. You need to pay attention to this part of, of David's life, his walk. He's obedient. There's some things that he does prior to getting there that it's one of those things like Uncle Ricky was talking about. You, you don't catch it until you read it again or, or you read it for the 15th time or the 100th time that the boat was on water or, or on land. But David, on his way, it doesn't say that, that he did this, but 
it gets to the part where he's aggravated at Saul. I'm getting to the point where about David here in just a minute. He gets there and he hears this giant just and this loudmouth voicing his opinion about the situation. And David is a part of the family that's listening to this. And everyone is just sitting there and taking it. They're just letting it happen. David walks up and he just, I mean, his, he just gets aggravated. I'm sure, I'm sure the hair on his head just, I mean, he just began to bow up like, he's a kid. Goliath makes, makes comment of that. You're just a redhead, freckle-faced freckle kid. What are you going to do? And he goes, to, he goes to Saul, and Saul says, he tells Saul, he says, I'm, going, I'm, I'm fixing to kill that guy. I'm, I'm, fixing to, I'm fixing to kill this giant. Why aren't you doing it? They're still afraid. They're still so afraid that they're still willing to sit back and allow this kid in their mind. You know they're thinking this because we would be thinking the same thing. He's going to go out there and get killed. Am I right? What, what, what's he doing? Some of you older brothers, y'all need to stop that kid from getting his life taken away from him. But nobody does anything. He even goes to the tent of Saul, and Saul says, Here's, here, you know, he's the king, all right? The king, the one that's in authority, he is willing to, to let him go. Here, here, well, you put on, here's your armor, or here's my armor. You put it on. And David puts it on. He puts on the armor of, he's a kid. This is a king. He's full grown. He's a big guy. David's just a kid. He says, I can't, I can't wear this. Puts it on. I'm sure he's probably standing in the mirror. He was trying to transform into something that he wasn't called to be. Are you following me? Quit trying to put on somebody else's armor. Quit trying to transform into what you think the world thinks you need to be. Be what God's called you to be. Because David took it all off, and it says that he picked up what he already had was the stones that he had picked up in the brook. He picked up his slingshot. He picked up his, his, his rocks, and he went out, and he walked out. He walked out with the authority. You see, there's a difference when you try to walk out in somebody else's calling. Quit trying to transform into something you're not. Because you cannot walk in authority of a trans, you cannot transition into the authority that you're not if God hasn't placed his hand on it. I've laid it out for four weeks. We know the end of the story. David went out, he killed the giant, he hit him in the head with one of those rocks, and he didn't stop there. He took the enemy's sword, he took Goliath's own sword. Because David didn't carry one. But what David had was enough. The enemy will kill their own self if you just let them have it. If you'll just let them have what you've been called to do, the enemy will kill their self. I've laid it out for four weeks. You've got the answers. You've got the key. You've got everything. It's right here in the Word of God. It's right here. But it's putting it to work is the only thing that's going to help. You can carry this around all you want. You can put it on the dash of your truck. You can sit on your coffee table. You can have it opened up on your, on your coffee table at the, at the dining room hall or whatever. You can have it opened up. You can be colored up and, light, and highlighted like mine. It can be all of that and still do no good if you don't know it. That's why Paul says, he says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed. Be transformed. 
Be transformed by knowing what the Word of God says. That's the only way you're going to make it. I've made, I've made mention today, I've made mention every week, if you want your home to be different, transform. If you want your finances to be different, be transformed. If you want your job to be different, be transformed. If you want your kids to honor you and to love you, they need to hear you praying. They need to see you reading the Word. They need to have an example because I'm going to tell you right here, right now, if you're not taking notes, write this down. They're going to follow somebody. They are looking for examples. And you know what, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, aunt and uncle, it should be you. It's me. I take it as my responsibility. It's my job. It's my calling. It's my responsibility to live a life that is according to the Word of God and lead by example. Because if I'm a bad example, ain't nobody going to come to church. Ain't nobody going to heaven. We'll all be going to hell. Anybody want to go to hell? Look, I, I told you, this year, 2023, this is, it's going to be, we're going to shuck the corn. We're not beating around the bush. There's two things that you need to be concerned about. Heaven or hell. I've said that every week. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I'm trying to scare you. Get in your word. No, don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody else's word for it. You need to discover it for yourself because you're not going to get to heaven on my words. You're going to get to heaven by your own words. God, forgive me of my sins. Help me to be transformed. Help me to live a life for you. Help me to be different. I don't need to be like everybody else. Be transformed. Be transformed. I know I'm different. I am different. This is the way God made me. Susan liked it enough, she married me. This is me. When you see me at church, I'm the same person when you see me at a ball game. When you see me at Walmart, I'm that same guy. When you see me at wherever, I'm that same guy. That's me. Can you say that? Even if I post something on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, that's me. It's me. Can you say that? Your kids, your grandkids, they need you to be transformed. They do. Kids, if you're here, well, you're here. Those that are here, those that are watching online, remind your mom and dad. Be nice about it. Don't be rude. One of the Ten Commandments says, honor your mom and dad. But I give you permission. Say, hey, Dad, what does the Bible say about that? Hey, Mom, what does the Bible say about that? Should have seen the looks I got right then. But for real, Mom and Dad, they need you. I can't do this by myself. We can't do that. We we can do it together. Is that right? We are a family of God, a church, a family, and there are people waiting on us. They're waiting to see the difference in you. What you got, they want. Twelve oh three. I got a story to tell you real quick, and I'm gonna done. I don't. I don't think I. I may have shared this on a Wednesday night. 
missionary friend of mine in Ecuador, Mickey Daniel. Did I tell that on Sunday morning? Well, you're fix- I did? Well, you're fixing to get it again. Some of you didn't hear it. Mickey Daniels, he's a fisherman by trade. That's what he does. He had a, his family had a crab house. That's what they, they, they crabbed. They crabbed all during crabbing season. Pig, I mean, this guy was a brute. Pull up crab pots. Crab pot. And he would tell everybody that his wife was a missionary. He was just there along, he was just there supporting her. Not too long ago. They're in a they're in a very difficult place in Ecuador. And he said, Shannon, he said, I had uh, I was getting all these speeding tickets. I won't go into all the detail, but anyway, it was taking pictures, and they were adding a one on the end of their on his real number, and so they was getting all these tickets, which was was wrong. He got out of them, but he had to hire a lawyer, and this lawyer was an atheist. He was um, he wasn't faithful to his wife. His kids didn't love him, and Mickey had an opportunity. This guy said, "What? What? There's." There's something different about you. You're, you're not like all these other Americans that are here. And Mickey had the opportunity to share this story that, well, I have a, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he said, well, I, I, want, I, want that, I want that religion that you've got. Mickey said, no, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. You get that? I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. It's not about the name above the door, but it's who sits on the throne of your heart. He said, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship. That guy gave his life to Christ, started coming to the church that they planted. Now his family is restored. His relationship with, oh, and another thing, he was an alcoholic. He's, God freed him from his alcohol addiction. He is, 100% 100% sold out to the true one God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That's the power of transformation. And he can do that for you. He can do it for us all. Somebody's waiting on a story like that. And you have it. You have it. Would you stand with me all over this room? <clears throat> Some of you are probably thinking, well, I'm glad next Sunday we ain't going to be talking about transformation. We ain't. You probably ain't going to like next week either, though. I'm not doing this facetiously. I'm not doing this intentionally. I'm not doing this for my own self. I'm doing this because the Lord has asked me to deliver these words. 2023 is going to be a year transformation that's our that's our word for the year you got to be different that's that's just it period period you got to be different we can make time for everything else but god that's a sin where does it say that? Well, I mean, you can go back to Ten Commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. You shall have no graven images. I don't have any graven images. Sometimes we can make things idols in our life that will take time away from God. And when we, when we allow things like that to happen, whatever it may be, then that becomes an image, that becomes a God in our life. And we have failed, we have sinned. The Ten Commandments, it says, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Do I need to go on? All these things, it's not easy. Some of those things are like, Well, I'm not going to kill nobody. I don't have any other gods before me. Well, what about the Sabbath? What about honor? Honor mom and dad. Doesn't matter how old you are, you still got to honor your mom and dad. All these things, when it lines up with the Word of God, we've got to know the Word of God. We've got to know beyond the shadow of a doubt. If I want to make heaven my own, 
my eternal home, I've got to be transformed. I've got to be different. I've got to be what God has called me to be. Not just me because I'm the pastor, but me because I'm a child of God. You because you're a child of God. You. And the kids that are around you, they're, I've said it, I keep saying it, and I'll keep saying it, and I'll keep saying it. They're depending on you. I don't have kids. Still, you've got to be an example. Your family, they need to see something different in you. Be transformed. Quit allowing things of the world to rob you of your time with God. Because that's what we've done as a society, as a world. I mean, you can open Facebook, and you can open Instagram, you can open Twitter, you can turn on the news, you can look at anything media-wise. And what was the hot topic of yesterday? The spy balloon in the sky. Are you more consumed about that, or are you more consumed with your relationship with God? Something is competing for your time and your attention. And it shouldn't be the world. It should be him. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Father, across this room, I pray, God, that you are preparing hearts. Lord, they, before they even came today, you began what I could not do. What they could not do within their own power, you began. You began to soften hearts. You began to plug ideas. You began to do things in each of us for this day. It's not by accident. There are no such things. come to this church for very long, you know we say every Sunday before we leave that we go nowhere by accident. That wherever we go, I'm not dismissing, so hang on. That wherever we go, God is sending us, and wherever we are, He has put us there for a purpose. For a purpose. We pray that prayer. So you're not here by accident. And there's something God's got to do through you. Sometimes there's a transformation that has to happen, that has to take place in order for us to get to where he needs us to be. And if that's you today, you say, God has rest, messed me up, wrecked my world, and I've got to do some transforming. And it's got to be today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up and write back down? There's a hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? Say, Pastor, I have just, I've let things creep in. I've let my guard down. I know I've got to be transformed. I know I've got to line up with the Word of God. Look, let me just, let me just, let me just say this. You're not perfect, and you will never be perfect. All God wants is for you is to try. Today, I messed up, but I'm putting my another front, putting a foot forward. I'm going to be transformed. I'm trying not to be conformed. Anybody else? Amen. There's another hand. Anybody else? Maybe you say, Pastor, I, I've never had a relationship with Christ. I, I've never made that decision. I've never been able to say, He's my Lord and Savior. And today I want to make that proclamation. If that's you, would you lift your hand? There's a hand. Anybody else? 
There were several hands that were raised for several things. I'm not going to single anybody out for any one thing, but I want to open these altars. If you, if you lifted a hand and you want us to pray with you, if you want me to pray with you, I'm going to pray for you. I'll meet you right here. The next few moments, we're just going to, we're going to sing this. We're just going to let, let, the, let the Lord move across this place. I'm going to be waiting right here. Be waiting right here if you need prayer. We're going to go home shortly. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Can I get some guys to come help pray this morning? go nowhere by accident. Wherever you go, God is sending you. Wherever you are, He's put you there. He has a purpose in your presence. Christ got something to get. I see, I've done messed up, went too slow get through you. He's called you. He's called you to be the one. Don't forget that. Can we, let me, let me just, let me pray. Let me, let me pray. Uh, this, I just feel, I don't feel released just yet. Heavenly Father, Some, there's someone here this morning someone here mm. y'all just pray with me pray with me this morning in your own words 
there's someone here this morning that you've had a walk with the Lord and you've walked away. You walked away from a relationship that was on fire just because of hurt. Walked away because of hurt. God is going to restore that, that relationship today. If you'll let him. If you'll let him. You know who you are. I know who you are. I'm not going to call you out. I, I see your face is clear. I have never experienced this before. You've allowed, you've allowed people to dictate your relationship with God. And you walked away because of hurt feelings, things that they said. I don't know who they are but I see your face this morning. If that's you this morning, I, I, I'm not, I don't want to embarrass you in any way. But as heads are bowed, eyes are closed, please, out of respect, out of respect, would you just bow your head, close your eyes. Nobody's looking, nobody. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. You don't, have to, you don't have to raise your hand. I just want you to make eye contact with me. Amen. See that? See that? I see that. Let me just say this. First and foremost, we are not a church that judges anybody. I don't care about your past. I just care about today and your future and where you're going to spend eternity. Does Jesus live in you? That's the only thing I need to know. There were was, there was, there was several this morning eyes are continuing to open. I want you to reach over and take the person beside you. I want you to take them by the hand. There was, there, was, there was one that, there's so many things. There's a hunger. There's a hunger. There's a hunger for something more in the air. Don't let things of the past rob you from your future. Because that's what the enemy loves to do. But we serve a God of the present. The future or the past, it's the past. Forget about it. The future depends on today. It's called the present. It's exactly what it is. It's the present. It is a gift from God. You're not here by accident. But we're going to pray for each other this morning. Look, I don't have to know what happens. What's going to happen is the power of God is going to move in you like you've never experienced it before. Do we have to come to the front? Do we have to gather around you? No, we don't have to. We like to do that. But it doesn't have to be that way. We're going to pray, and I want you to pray 
like you've never prayed before for that person on your right or on your left. God, do something in you. Maybe you were the one that was asking. Pray for that person on your right or your left, but then you pray for yourself too. I pray for myself every day because I need it. You need it. We need it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you've done in this room this morning and those that are watching online. Thank you. Thank you, God, for the challenging word, transformation. But God, we know that we can't fix the past. Sometimes we dwell on it. The hurt is there. The discouragement is there. The depression, it's there. The hurt, the pain, the, the, the lack of health is there. But today, Lord, as we stand in your presence, as we stand in your presence, we claim victory, forgiveness. We claim joy. We claim hope. We claim transformation above it all. Because when we become transformed, we begin to look at the world through your eyes. And that hope is there. That joy is there. The things of God is there. Be with those, Lord, that have experienced that, but they leave changed, they leave transformed today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Bless you. God bless you. Don't forget tonight, 5 o'clock.